Sonia, thanks so much for uh, joining us for today's discussion. Um, I'm really interested in uh, where we're at in terms of the residential property market. Um, it's fair to say that we've had a very interesting year, perhaps 18 months with the market softening. Uh, a lot of projects been put on hold, um, shifting priorities of developers in tight times. Um, we're certainly, from a marketing uh, perspective, seeing a tightening on costs, um, consolidation, um, and uh, perhaps just even downgrading um, certain activities until the market improves. You've got extensive experience um, in the residential sector. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, it's it's absolutely and undoubtedly been a really tough time. I think the market had gone through to, and, and probably absolutely sort of exacerbated by the fact that it had gone through such a boom, but of a sort of a, I guess, a financial product, an investment product, large scale towers going up with lots and lots and lots of high volume apartments, not great quality. And then there was a distinct move away from that into a quality product. So I think that move into the quality product lifted from a, a sales and marketing perspective, lifted up the, obviously the quality of delivery and the quality of the campaigns. And then I think then as the and again I guess the 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 downturn has come around from a number of essentially a number of kind of policy changes from government and and everything's really been a perfect storm to hit, and I think from coming away from these larger campaigns of luxury product to really have those really challenged, um, and it's really tough from a from a development perspective where you've invested so heavily in these campaigns and then to not see the results because really it was just like the tap turning off and everything that had previously worked and was sort of didn't really think twice about you suddenly had to go back and co and and for us we've you know, obviously had personal experience with our development projects that really have essentially kind of really almost the sales have really just dried up and you you sort of kind of think well what, gosh what can we even do to 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 actually even convert sales anymore so it's been incredibly challenging it's been and again all of the the things that we previously knew in terms of from a development side of things in terms of time frames and budgets it really stop, stops, makes you have to really look at things differently and, and really re-look at how you actually get a project to, to start. Yeah, and Sonia, when um, when you and I first worked together in a publicly listed environment, it mm. was actually at the doorstep of the GFC. Mm. And prior to that, it was uh, a real boom market. And I remember that both of our teams um, were on real recruitment drives. There were new projects being discussed every other day. And then suddenly... With the GFC, there was a tremendous downturn, and as you say, the tap switched off in a the severest way that we've ever known in our careers. I reflect on that time, and as hard as it was, I felt that for me as a marketer and my ability to tap into um, the solutions required for projects was probably enhanced through the difficult decision making, um, where sales weren't easy and creative problem solving was required. Absolutely. I'd agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think this 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 um this sort of time in the market's no different to that too. I guess there's been a lot of changes in um in government sort of regulations in terms of changes to stamp duty. So it makes it less attractive for buyers to buy things off the plan. So it really makes, I guess, the whole model of development projects um, has been based on getting off the plan sales and that's how you get your finance. So 
if that market's drying up, then it forces you to look at other ways to do things and it forces you to think about things in a different light. And in one of our projects recently, we it really dawned on us that, well, okay, the, the traditional sort of risk mitigation process is to say get um, you know a majority of at least 80% of your sales away before you even start construction because that's the way to mitigate your risk. But you get to a position now to say, well, actually, if I can't get those sales away, I've got a bigger risk if I actually sit there and do nothing with this site. So, all right, my, my sort of initial sort of strategies of delivering things would say is don't start. But then on the other hand, if you actually do start and then you demonstrate a whole lot of other extra confidence that comes along. So really re-looking in terms of that decision-making process for buyers in terms of when they commit to a, a, an apartment purchase, it doesn't is not necessarily going to be around before anything's even started now. So I guess that then informs how you're going to pitch the project to the market, what sort of things, what cues they're looking for. One of the interesting things I think too, as buyers have become more sophisticated and the product on offer is is more luxurious is the, the risk components like the quality of the builder that you're using never even kind of came into question in past years, whereas now it's a key thing. And, and normally in that sort of process, when you're starting your sales marketing campaign, you don't know who that's going to be, but now you need to start making those things. So it's just re-looking really at those things and actually making sure you can adapt your strategy to, to meet what buyers are looking for. I'm certainly seeing through the work that we do with our clients, there are two key themes that, that seem to come through in terms of what purchasers want, and that's tangibility, authenticity. Um, I was actually uh, reading the other day that um, research done on purchases of off-the-plan sales, um, 80% now do their due diligence on um, the developer, whereas in the boom market, um, it really didn't matter too much. I would agree with you that I think that purchases are becoming far more sophisticated um, and this, you know, this market has certainly enhanced that um, due diligence again, uh, fact-finding, uh, needing to be sure about the quality because there has been a huge shift in confidence levels and, you know, we're plagued left, right and centre by um, stories of um, flammable cladding, um, Opal Tower in Sydney um, and I think developers, the onus is on developers now to work harder um, to really support their company brand that is developing the product and that will also enhance the confidence in the project brand. Yeah, and I think there's been, and, and, and the examples you use of, of the, um, in particular, the, the the Opal case is really interesting and I think it's um, it's reflective of the overall market and again in a lot of ways the way the what I call investment grade product was being delivered in a lot of instances those buyers were never really ever seeing the product that they've purchased it was purely a financial product that they were buying and that then I guess gave people the ability or, or developers the ability to really sort of I guess not cut corners I guess but more approach things in a less careful way in terms of the quality of the finishes what the alignment between what they represent at the time of time of sales to what they deliver and that's that has tarnished the industry and that's where I think the backlash from purchasers doing research on the quality of the the delivery team and 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 what they're actually representing and, and how well that reflects and, and their track record of how well that reflects what actually gets delivered I think those cha these changes are all for the good for the better of the industry um, and I think it really then it just really highlights people who are doing a, a good job and actually carrying out their projects really thoroughly and well uh, in contrast to those that have probably in the past have been able to get away with things that you know really they should have they should have been doing a better job of interestingly um, 
about 18 months uh, ago, um, Two Crowns were engaged to work with a client and the brief was, we need you to help us position our products to owner-occupiers instead of investor segments. This company traditionally um, sold investor product. They could see that things were changing. Interestingly, um, it reconfirmed something that, that I believe anyway, is that the approach um, to marketing a product is not just skin deep. So the whole company ethos on quality, on culture, on delivery, um, cus- the customer journey has to be there in order to impact the project. Um, and that was a really challenging um, journey for the client because there were a range of things that they would be required to invest in even before their projects hit the market. And I increasingly see those customers, that those organisations that invest in the customer journey and a quality product um, are the ones that weather the storm. Absolutely. And that's exactly what uh, um, was um, it was my, my thoughts before is that it is, it's, it's through the whole process. It's your approach to, uh, approach to your, it, right from the outset of your sales and marketing campaign, how you structure your sales contract, how you actually engage the builder, what you, how, how rigorous you are in terms of their delivery criteria. It goes through the whole process in terms of the quality of the product that you're delivering. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it infiltrates through the whole delivery model. And Sonia, for you, obviously, um, your experience is in, um, in you know, as a director of developments, but now another string to your bow is as a developer yourself, Armitage Jones um, Projects. And I guess that has a particular relevance to you now in terms of what does it take to bring a project to market and deliver that successfully? Yeah, so and so we've actually our development business we've intentionally given it. Uh, so our Armitage Jones business is our consulting business, um, Dynamic Property Group, <laughs> Dynamic Property Group, and and look, we wanted to make a, a differentiation between the two brands. Um, but again, it is for us where we're starting from scratch in terms of we've got our consulting business has a great reputation for delivering um, projects, but. It's another thing, and as you mentioned about delivering a, a brand, a trusted brand, um, to deliver development projects. So, so that has been for us has been a real focus about and understanding that that's important to people, and and so really doing what we can um, to work on that. And and what we've done through our sales process with our project is actually make sure through every aspect of it we've been very present as people. So through our town planning phase, we went round and door knocked and met with the neighbours who were, were happy to meet with us. So they they understood that there was a person and and you know names behind the the brand so it's not just a fa- the faceless developer that's not prepared to con- to engage with them we we really wanted to demonstrate that we were thinking about the environment and that we the um, project that we're delivering into that community and that we are thinking about that now there's always people who don't don't want to support development or change but it was important for us to demonstrate that we had taken into consideration things that we believe are important for that community and then going through into the sales process every single buyer that we've had we've met with them and and you know like I caught up and had a glass of wine with some of our purchases on the sort of the last business day before Christmas sort of thing and uh, they, you know they gave me a little sort of present but it's really important for us to to you know, continue to deliver that because we know we don't have a brand that has delivered tried and tested products. So it's important for us to every touch point to reinforce that there's a person behind it and that we are, you know, we do have their interests at heart and we are 
committed to delivering a quality um, outcome. So for us, it's been it's been great. It's a like every project; it's exhilarating at times, scary at other times. But going through and actually making sure all the knowledge that we've built up over our careers, in terms of making sure right from the outset when you're going into town planning, we've tried to consider and take into account the example used of flammable cladding before was one of the things that we looked into and one of the finishes on our balcony we we knew if you put some timber cladding there you weren't going to need to have sprinklers there went back to the architects and sort of said well is that the from a designer aesthetic is that the look that you want to have because there's a lot of exposed concrete so we changed the materiality there and council initially said oh you're trying to dumb down the materials and we said no 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 we've actually considered that this is something that we need to take into consideration right at this phase now so so we've we've tried to put in those learnings into the project and and so far and also too the other thing we've we've really leveraged off our relationships that we've had in the industry of consultants that we've dealt with before that share our passion and the, in the relationship with engaging our contractor came through a pre-existing relationship we had with with um, people at that organisation and and you know so far that's working really well and in terms of when things have come about where we've needed to make a few changes pretty late in the piece through sort of purchaser changes they've actually been on board and they've been really collaborative in working with us so um, so that's been really rewarding just to see that those the relationships and the way you deal with people really hold you in good stead when it comes to delivering your own own project. In a market where we now see that from the time of interest to contract signing could take a purchaser you know anywhere from six to 12 months um, we both know the importance of quality the customer journey and reputation but how do you balance out um, all of those great aspirations and those beliefs with the feasibility that is being put under increasing pressure because of uh, longer timelines. And uh, yes, that is, uh, and it, it really, because I guess by the time you actually enter into it, and we're, as we've experienced in this market, it's a dramatic change to your your assumptions you made in the feasibility, but that's where nowadays where what we've re-looked really at is that you now need to do take that leap of faith. And there's, and again, the banks have, um, it's interesting that the, the source of finance now is a lot through non, non-bank lenders because they've got a bit more, of, I guess, a, a realistic view of the market saying that one of the key barriers to, to purchase for people is the certainty. So buying off the plan in the past, um, people were sort of happy to sign into these contracts and really when they read the contract there'd be a, a sunset date of five years in there. So really it and probably in a lot of instances, probably without the full knowledge of what they were signing, but that knowing that their deposit could be tied up for up to five years before they actually were able to actually get move into their apartments. So people are more savvy about that now. So to actually have that certainty of starting construction is a key key sort of certainty element that people want to see. So that's where we're from our side of things. Previously, we would would prefer to actually have more of certainty in terms of apartments sold, but we've needed to take that leap of faith and actually start it because knowing that that will then um, convince people to who are sort of a little uncertain about making that decision to buy off the plan to make them commit. That's of benefit to you because there will be developers um, that have put projects on hold. You've continued to push through so that when the market picks up, you are ready to tap into those customers that are ready to buy. And and ultimately, you've got to be prepared to back the product that you're delivering into the market. And we've we've looked at the very real situation that we'll still have product left um, on completion. But 
from our perspective, it's actually, and it's in, it's a really interesting position we're in. We've we've seen a number of other products go up in the area that really the what the dream that was sold in the marketing campaign, the reality doesn't meet that. Whereas we're actually in the position where we want to say, look, the the reality will live up to it and um, what we delivered in the campaign. So I guess the only way to demonstrate that to people is to get to the end and be able to show them. So we're pretty confident in, in the project that we've delivered and we believe it's the right product for the market and we believe that if it takes to get to completion before people can actually touch and feel that, then that's okay with us. I think that the challenges faced by the sector are actually a good thing because it does force that accountability. I think that both you and I, Sonia, have worked on projects whereby the collateral, um, the rhetoric of what the project will be and what it will stand for doesn't meet up to what's delivered, um, despite um, best efforts. And I do believe that developers need to be accountable and they need to understand that people put their livelihoods, whether they are investors or owner-occupiers, into the developers' hands. And uh, there is an obligation there beyond the disclaimers. Absolutely. And that's really, again, and I think those things in the market, I mean, back in, you know, the early days, you keep your sales contracts so vague because you thought it gave you the ultimate flexibility for, for change. Whereas nowadays it's more than that and it's actually about the rep- what you represent to purchasers and, and making sure you stand behind absolutely every aspect of what you represent to them is something that you need to commit to. And that's it's tough for developers because it means you need to lock things in before you have certainty over, I guess, the, the cost of construction and things like that. But really, it's it, if you think about it, for a, it's certainly not an unreasonable request for purchasers to have some certainty over what they're, what they're buying. Yeah, I think um, one thing that I've noticed with developers um, recently is they are becoming more specific about the finishes and fixtures, which we know would tend to be quite quite loose, uh, brand to be confirmed. Um, I think that the more those, those uncertainties are stamped out, um, the better for the purchaser. Absolutely. And that's right. And it's now down to, you know, gone are the days. I remember a contractor sale that we prepared in the past years ago, which just said you will get one oven, you will get one cooktop. It really didn't have any detail in it, whereas that just would not, um, just would not sort of hold up these days. And and you, you need to be able to tell people what exactly what the, the quality of the, what the product is and, and down to the model number. And, and that's what they're looking for. And even the finishes they're getting, they really want to know what they're actually getting. Mm. We had the benefit of working with uh, Salter Properties um, on the Walmer in Abbotsford and to me that was a tremendous example of a, uh, a developer backing their product by launching at a you know challenging time in the market. They invested in building a display to scale complete with um, a scaled terrace. All of the finishes and fixtures shown in full detail, backed by um, a, you know, extensive marketing campaign. They really backed their product and delivered collateral to the detail whereby purchasers knew exactly what they were getting. Admittedly, they were aiming for a high price per square metre for Abbotsford, but were willing to do the work to back that up in terms of what the product was. And once again, working with quality collaborators. And I feel encouraged when I see developers doing these best practice um, projects, um, leading the market. Do you have any um, current projects that you see around town that you feel are um, best practice apart from your own? I was just about to say, I know a great project. I can, no, look, they, they really, there's lots. There is a lot of good examples out there in the market. And I do think that is, um, it is where the market has headed that 
people do need to actually do that. I guess the challenge with the the smaller high-end apartment projects is that the budget doesn't support building a full display suite and that is the, the scale, challenge. The scale is the challenge, isn't it? Yeah, and that is the challenge and again it's when people uh, – but you're still selling a very high price point and a luxury product and that's the real challenge there about how do you convince and how do you demonstrate to people beyond really just some renders and a, and a finishes board about what the – quality of the product that you're delivering and, and that is a real challenge and I guess there's a lot of new technology coming up in terms of um, virtual reality and things like that to try to give people an understanding of space because that is I think one of the key things that people need need to understand is what is the size of what I'm buying and a lot of this especially the luxury apartment downsizer market is they're coming from larger homes so the the size of what the rooms they get is absolutely critical and to try to demonstrate that to them and, and a lot of people aren't experienced at understanding off a plan what that actually means. So finding ways, cost effective ways to be able to communicate that to purchasers, that's the that's the key challenge. Yeah, and I would observe as well that in, in the current market, um, a lot of developers are chasing the downsizers because they are the ones with the cash. Um, and so that market segment is highly competitive. So the sharper the offer, the clearer, uh, the more decisive, the better. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been wonderful to, we could talk forever, couldn't we? Absolutely, yeah. we could and put a bottle of champagne and we'll go all night. Yeah. <laughs> Next time. Yeah.